the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. We have a jam-packed show for you today. Good to have you with us. A lot going on, and uh, we're going to do our very best uh, to get through... Uh, all of the big stories, we are paying very close attention to what's happening down in Fulton County, Georgia, where Big Fanny Willis may be disqualified from uh, from her gig, uh, which is investigating and prosecuting President Donald Trump. Uh, she is like, you know, honest to goodness, she, you know, watching her life story, it's like a Tyler Perry movie, but uh, with Medea, except she's the she's the villainess in uh, in the movie but apparently she's a homewrecker and she was shacking up with another with another person on her staff giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work and they were taking the big high profile vacations together so uh, she may be disqualified from as a matter of fact her entire office uh, what an embarrassment uh, to the good people there in fulton county georgia so we're paying very close attention uh, to those developments, and of course, President Trump in court today as well. Uh, can can we talk about what happened uh, yesterday in Kansas City? I find it very interesting that in the aftermath of the shooting, and by the way, it was a lot worse, and they waited until later in the evening to uh, tell people how much worse it was. Uh, we understand at least 22 people were shot Many others were injured, and they still haven't released those numbers. Uh, Many others were injured. Nine of the people who were shot are children. One person's dead. Um, A sweet lady, she was very popular, DJ on a community radio station there in the Kansas City area. A young woman, she was in her 40s, two grown kids. And we we know a lot about, uh, about the victims, but we don't know anything about the people who actually committed the crime. We we understand from police that three individuals were taken into custody. At first glance, all of them look to be young scholars. But we, to date, at this moment, we have no idea who these people are. We know nothing about them. We know nothing about the motive. Now, I want to say something here, that there's a reason for this. Because if, in fact, the people that were taken into custody that we also saw photographs of on social media, if, in fact, that is the case, then the reason why we're not learning much about them is that this story doesn't fit the mainstream media's narrative. So, and this is the way it typically goes. And I I really, 
I really triggered a lot of people on Twitter this morning. I, you know, I don't like to dilly or dally. We don't have time for that, right? So I just put it out there for folks, and people are going bonkers. I explained that the Kansas City shooters are either black, transgender, illegal, or Muslims. And that's why the media has not revealed their identities. Because if there's ever some sort of, of a terrorist attack or some sort of a shooting or some sort of an incident, and the the attackers are black, transgender, illegal, or Muslim, well, they don't cover those stories. All of a sudden, poof, they just disappear. Look at what happened uh, over on Sunday, just a few days ago. Everybody stopped talking about that story. And why is it? Because there was a transgender person who staged a terrorist attack inside Joel Osteen's mega church in Houston, Texas. And the mainstream media says that doesn't happen. The mainstream media says the only people shooting people, the only people committing crimes in America are white people. So that's why you're not hearing anything about this. And I know, I know it's, it's troubling for those of you who are professional race agitators to hear this. But this is the reality of it all. By the way, I've people have been sending me the um, these uh, screenshots. Todd, you know that one of those guys is a um, illegal immigrant who is a, a terrorist, a, a Muslim terrorist from Somalia. Uh, no, that is incorrect. That is those are fake. Those are fake photos. Um, and uh, the the person they're naming, the Sahil Omar, uh, that they use that name in all of the shootings. So. Careful conservatives, don't jump into the fake news crowd, but that's um, that's what it's all about here. So anyway, people, you're just a racist. No, I'm, I'm a realist. It's not racism, I'm just telling you. But may I just say that the person that I'm, I'm really impressed with and the people that I'm really impressed with are the men of Kansas City and the neighboring communities. The men of the Kansas City Chiefs tribe who stood up and fought back. Now, I want to salute one of those individuals today, um, this gentleman from Nebraska, and uh, he is one of the individuals uh, seen on video who was taking down one of the one of the shooters, one of the gunmen yesterday. What an amazing story. Uh, so a couple of things here. First of all, the reason why there were so many people shot, um, and and again, we have no idea of a motive. It's all very bizarre. But the reason there were so many victims is there were a lot of people inside Union Station in Kansas City yesterday. And the reason why is that the players were in the were in the building signing autographs. So that's why you had all these people in there after the parade, and that's why you saw these police officers. I mean, the gunfire is ringing out. You see civilians running away. And then you see the, the, the men and women in blue just running in, running right into the face of danger. They had no idea what to expect. And if, in fact, there were three shooters, that just triples the level of threat that these officers were, were facing. And But they didn't care. It was their job and their training. And they went right to the danger zone. Now, what I found interesting is outside, and, and we've got this video up on our website, uh, ToddSterns.com, and what I find fascinating is that there were civilians who noticed that there was someone with a gun, 
And so they immediately start chasing after, putting their own lives in danger. But they literally tackled the the suspected shooter. And these are these are grown men who had no Kevlar. They had nothing. They were in T-shirts. They were in jeans. And they put their lives on the line. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call toxic masculinity. That's I call it masculinity, but you know, society calls that toxic masculinity. But you know what? We need more of that, and I believe there is more of that in America. Anyway, um, this gentleman, his name is Paul Contreras, and uh, he is uh, one of the gentlemen who helped subdue one of these uh, attackers, and he sat down and uh, did an interview, uh, cut number three. One guy was hollering, saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever, and he's just just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here, and I just, I never think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Where's, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. And they did. Uh, and, and and what a great what a great story, and, and what a good man. He was there with his three daughters, and uh, he took immediate action, immediate action when uh, they they found this gunman. So again, we salute this man doing what a man should be doing. By the way, here's Congressman Mark Alford. Uh, he was weighing in uh, on the uh, the shooting cut four. Congressman, as I was preparing for our, our interview today, I realized that you were a Chiefs fan, and I was going to congratulate you on the Super Bowl win. <laughs> I know uh, that you, you may have considered going to the parade, but I, I do have some sad news to share with you. It, it appears uh, that there were shots fired at the parade. CNN has just confirmed that shots were fired at the parade celebrating the Chiefs win in Kansas City. We're taking a, a live look at what the scene looks like right now. It appears that folks are, are moving out of the way. Congressman, do, do you know anything about this shooting? Is there any information that you've come across that you can share with us? No, Boris, that's the first I heard of it. If you're looking at the stadium there, that is Union Station in downtown Kansas City, a very historic place. We gathered there in 2015 for the uh, celebration, uh, victory celebration for the Kansas City Royals winning the World Series. I was there last year sitting on the third row as we celebrated the Chiefs victory in Super Bowl 57. It is very sad to know that Stacy Graves, the uh, chief of police there who is fairly new, is now having to uh, respond, and it looks like uh, in some active duty situation right now. Uh, it looks like they are going now below ground there. There are some tunnels and some uh, basement areas under Union Station. I don't want to speculate on what's going on there, but this was a fear that I had, and I know that law enforcement, the FBI, they have spent over a million dollars this year. Uh, went from 750000 last year on security up to $1 million now to try to secure this, I, I believe, a two-mile route uh, that the players, uh, other dignitaries, I was actually in the parade last year along with Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, 
course, we had nothing to do with the Super Bowl victory, but we were delighted to be there cheering on our uh, Kansas City Chiefs. This uh, is, is not good news for Kansas City. Hopefully there is uh, no one who has died because of this shooting, but I know it's very disheartening. We should be able to come together in situations like this and celebrate victories, not have to deal with a shooting. All right. And uh, by the way, now they're saying 23 people were shot. And, and this, this doesn't even include all of the, um, you know, the injuries uh, from the non-gunshot injuries. But now uh, police are, are saying that it appears this was a fight between several people, including two juveniles, uh, and that's what led to the gunfire. Um, and, again, uh, the police uh, have not made any announcements about official charges. And the way it works in Missouri, you've got 24 hours to either prosecute or they got to be they got to be set free. So hopefully we'll hopefully they're going to do what needs to be done. But honestly, uh, whoever's responsible, they ought to get the death penalty. I mean, that's the way it ought to work. Time to start cracking down on the thugs. That's what I say. Time to start cracking down on the thugs. All right, a lot going on. We're going to be checking in later in the show uh, with our good buddy Pete Munto. Uh, he is a host over at KCMO in Kansas City. That's later on today. Also, uh, Tim Burchett's going to be here. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, very concerned, very concerned. She says that she is seeing similarities in, in what's happening in America to what happened in the old Soviet Union, and we're going to find out what what that's all about. Also, Liz Peek is going to be here, Sandy Rios, plus your calls, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Ton Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304. And start investing today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Honor to have you with us today. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. By the way, thank you. So many of you have already pre-ordered your copy of my brand new book coming out. It'll be in bookstores March 19th, but so many of you have already pre-ordered, and I just can't thank you enough for that. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, wherever you get your books, and you can pre-order a copy right now, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? All right, let's go to the phone lines, 901-260-5926. Cindy is hanging out with us on our Facebook live stream today. Hi, Cindy. What's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, 
I just wanted to weigh in on the uh, the heroes who <laughs> don't wear capes, like you were talking about those men that take them, but also the Daniel Penny thing on the subway, and I'm not sure where that went in New York City. Um, he did, um, like, tackle this guy and tried to save a whole bunch of passengers from getting stabbed, and he got arrested, so he's in jail. No wonder people just walk right by, and they don't want to get involved. And it's sad. It's got to come, it's got to boomerang back. It's got to, and thank you to those heroes who don't wear capes, like the firemen and the policemen that ran in there into danger. You know, I just want to give a shout out to them. Sydney, good for you. Yeah, and by the way, uh, the very latest on Daniel Penny, and he's the young young guy. He's a white guy, so we knew almost immediately who he was, right? Um, because the the media came right out and started attacking him. He's the Marine veteran, and he put this guy in a chokehold, and the guy died. Uh, the, the The guy was a bad dude, um, and now Mister Penny is facing charges. And last month. Uh, the judge there in New York refused to dismiss the case. So Daniel Penny could be going to jail for doing the right thing. That's sad. Something's got to turn around, and that's all i got to say. Something's got to turn around here in this country. It does. Uh, Cindy, thanks, you're, thanks you're right. For, thanks, for, thanks for taking my call, Todd. All Love right. Thank you, Cindy, and uh, thank you for a great call. What a good way to start off the day, Cindy, in New York. And, again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This just coming in from Washington, President Biden is now proposing student loan debt relief for borrowers who are highly likely to default. So the question remains, should the American people be forced to step in and cover the cost for deadbeat college kids who are not paying back their student loans? And my whole point goes to my whole point goes back to this very central and important truth. If you are stupid enough to take out a loan knowing you cannot repay that loan, then you get what you deserve. Why should we be forced to cover your debt? Why sh- why should I would love for somebody to phone in and explain why we should be forced as taxpayers to fork over our hard-earned money because some moron went out there and got a, I don't know, a bachelor's degree in, in lesbian pottery. Could someone explain that to me? And by the way, what about all these kids out there? There are a lot of kids who didn't go to college, right? They went out there, maybe went to a trade school. They went to a community college. They paid their way through school. They're, they didn't ask for a handout. They didn't ask for anybody to step in and to, to, to pay the cost of their education. And now they're going to have to turn around and they're going to have to pay for those people who got those those degrees in, in lesbian literature and pottery. Do you really think that's fair? And I get it. I feel bad for these kids who are facing this debt, but it's their own fault. And by the way, you know who else is to blame? the Department of Education. What are they doing going out there and giving loans to young people who, or their parents who do not have the resources to pay those loans back? Why is that? That's outrageous is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely nuts. But here we go. Biden, and this is, look, this is a smart political move for him 
because he knows his numbers among young voters are in the toilet and they're swirling. It's as if they have been double flushed out of the campaign. And so Biden is thinking, hey, you know what? If we clear the table, if we if we clear their debt away, if we make the Republicans pay for that debt, then the Democrat kids are going to jump back and support us. Our telephone number, ladies and gentlemen, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived. Won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. A lot of folks fired up over uh, the breaking news. President Biden wanting to forgive student loan debt uh, for high or at-risk people. And um, we're not going to get into what that's all about. But I'm telling you right now, folks, it's not fair and it's not right. You know, a lot of people got jobs. They took out the loans they could afford to repay, and they were smart about it. But a lot of kids, they they think that, you know, there are no consequences in life. And that's on mom and dad. Hey, let's go to uh, the phone lines here. Let's start our day in Gainesville, Georgia. WDUN is our great affiliate there. Anna is on the line. Hi, Anna. What say you? Hey, Todd. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever figured out that you have problems with financial problems. There is the... Uh, there is such a thing of filing bankruptcy. Uh, that's one way. But you know what really uh, drives it home for me is the Democrats really believe their basis is uh, they believe the government is the answer to everything. And the Republicans believe, short side, is the individual. And I think that uh, this Biden administration is trying to take up with the younger set, where mostly go to college, um, you know, to have them uh, have them uh, required to pay the government because the government's not going to do this for you for nothing. You're going to pay one way or the other. So that's the way I think about it. Yeah, look, it's a good thought, and uh, and and we can. There are plenty of conversations that can be had about things. For example, why is going to college so expensive? Well, the answer is uh, you are paying a massive amount of money for uh, these uh, professors, administration. You know, a bulk of the the payroll goes to these administrators. Uh, it's just insane 
the the salary levels of a lot of these uh, a lot of these colleges and universities and it's okay to have those conversations uh why do we have to have so many majors do we really need a major in lesbian pottery i i don't think so uh anna i may be wrong but i i think we need to get back to the basics in this country yes that absolutely and and to be aware of why somebody's doing something like this why is biden doing this and he's trying to make the future more socialistic and this is one way to do it It, we are it is it's all about communism anna this is all about communism and i'm i'm excited to talk to to congresswoman sparts just a little in just a little while because she has grave concerns about where this country is going and she ought to know because she came out of that life and uh, she is now an American citizen. So, all right, Anna, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Ken in Richmond, Virginia. WRVA is our great affiliate there. Hi, Ken. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Uh, nice to speak to you again. I, I don't understand this. Uh, well, I do understand why Biden is offering to pay for loans. He's buying, trying to buy more votes. And I, I just don't get it. I thought we somewhere along the line determined that the president didn't have, constitutionally does not have the ability to forgive debt. And on the other hand, the House has the first strings. So where, what, am, what am I missing, Todd? Well, you know, it, it's a free-for-all right now, Ken, in, uh, in Washington, D.C. And the, the Republicans, for whatever reason, and I was watching uh, Eric Bowling last night on Newsmax, and Eric said that the Republicans just don't know how to govern. And and I think there's a pretty good argument for that based on what's happening right now. So yeah, the 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 Congress ought to push back, but they're they're not going to push back. Yeah, that, that's, that's so true. You know, when you said that, it reminded me of the vote for uh impeaching my my opus. Um you know, even then by one vote margin they did it though it's symbolic, but still three Republicans still voted with the Democrats. Well, it drives me crazy. Well, it should, and it should drive all of us crazy that the Republicans are are doing this. And McClintock is saying, well, you know, uh, I'm I'm doing this by the book. No, no, you're not, actually. Um, We are dealing with a cabinet-level position that is putting every single American citizen at risk. And, yeah, I I, I just don't get it. And it, it does... It does infuriate a lot of folks, Ken, so I, I understand that. Appreciate the call, and, and thank you for listening. And that is the big challenge and the question, does the executive branch have the authority to forgive the debt that students owe? Uh, it is not an easy answer. There are there are certain ways that the, the administration can forgive debt, but um, a lot of these are going to be open for court battles. But the short answer is yes, but there are caveats. All right, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Jack in Gainesville, Georgia, WDUN. Hi, Jack. What say you? Hey, Todd. How you doing? Met you uh, uh, some years ago down at the Smokehouse there in Oakwood. Smokehouse uh, Barbecue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, what I'm going to do is uh, on the the loan forgiveness, I don't know if anybody's ever thought about this, but... uh, let them serve four years in the service. I mean, I paid for my technical school, you know, for the four years that I went to tech school. 
if they want the loan forgiveness, let's go with four years in the service. Let's see what happens there. Oh, I like that. And I think, look, um, I think that's a terrific idea. Serve the military, and but I would make them serve first and then get get your education. That's what I would do. They've got to serve first before, you know, before it's done. Yeah. I love that. Jack, I love that idea. And, and by that time, you're old enough to understand, you know, that college is about getting an education, getting a degree, and not getting drunk and hanging out at the frat house. Exactly. Exactly. I I like that idea, Jack. All right, good stuff. Appreciate you calling in, and uh, hope to see you at our next big book signing. We're going to be coming to Gainesville, Georgia, and uh, I'm I can't release the details yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll tell you that much. And the folks over at WDUN they throw one heck of a book signing. So actually, all of our great affiliates do. We have a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's uh, go to. Robert in Jackson, Tennessee, WTJS, our terrific affiliate in those parts. What's on your mind, Robert? Well, since you just mentioned you're going to be in Georgia, was you were discussing uh, Miss Fanny this morning, just shortly ago. Big Fanny Willis, yes. Yes. The Big Fanny probably seduced and forced herself upon her employee and and he's in hot water himself. If I were him, I would cry sexual harassment, file an EEOC complaint because he's going to need a big payout of uh, of uh, money in a lawsuit from the county. We had that happen in Madison County years ago with a sheriff. He had about three uh, girlfriends that were his employees. And when you're the boss, you cannot mess with your staff. That's uh so this will be so this yeah. is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Now there is testimony the testimony is underway and a Washington Post is now reporting that the relationship between Big Fanny and Nathan Wade is the boy toy. Uh they're claiming that it started years earlier than was originally claimed. So um we'll see how all of this plays out. She's in hot water. He could be even in more hot water, and uh, you're right, uh, Robert. This could be an opportunity for him to uh, to save his own hide by throwing her under the bus. I, if I were him, and I know very little about either one of them except what we see in the media, I would throw her under the bus so fast because he's about to have ethics investigation and maybe lose his law license if what I've heard in the media is good. I can see that coming. Because it's kind of hard to bill for an hour, like 24 hours continuous to do billing. Yes, it is. I guess he dreams a law in his sleep. I guess. Uh, <laughs> something's going on. Uh, I, Rob, smell a, I smell a rat. I smell a rat. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you, you've got a pretty good sense of smell, uh, Robert. Uh, thank you for that call. And uh, wow. How about that visual? Big Fanny and her boy toy lover. Wow. Uh, by the way, that other court ruling uh, Trump uh, was involved in today, uh, there was a hearing in New York, and it looks like the judge uh, ruled that hush money trial is going to go ahead, um, and jury selection will start in March. Nikki Haley taking full advantage of this and uh, saying that, hey, look, uh, this is one of the reasons why the George Santos Congressional District went to the Democrats. Well, we know that not to be true, and Nikki Haley ought to be ashamed of herself. 
because the person who was running as the Republican nominee happened to be a registered Democrat who was anti-Trump and pro-abortion. So maybe, just maybe, New York Republicans should not have picked a registered Democrat who uh, was pro-abortion and anti-Trump to run in that congressional district. All right, got to take a break here, folks. This is the Don Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have uh, the great Congresswoman Victoria Sparts from Indiana, the big 5th Congressional District out there. Uh, Congresswoman, always great to have you on the program. Hope you're doing good today. Well, thank you. Have a vibrant debate in Judiciary Committee. Yeah, Yes, and we're going to get to that in just a second. Um, I was watching your interview with Glenn Beck uh, yesterday, and... I, it, well, it, I was really intrigued by the, the comparison you made with the FBI matching all of this data, tracking people in America who bought a Bible and a gun. And you say that reminded you a lot of how things used to be in the old Soviet Union. Well, it's exactly. I mean, listen, let's look at the history. What did Stalin do to force people under tyranny and oppression in communists? They understand very well. What makes you strong as an individual? Religion makes you strong. You know, guns make you ability, give you ability to protect yourself. And also your own property. You know, your own property, you're not dependent on the government. So first, what Stalin did to oppress, he took guns from people. Then he took religion from the people. And then he started forcing, you know, people in collective farms and take their property. That's how you get people into submission. Well, we're doing exactly the same. Now, using the modern techniques, this, that's why this amendments, first and second, you know, they're significant because our founding fathers understood how do you oppress people. So now they're using the same technique, using federal agency to take your private property rights away, try to force everyone into government control entities. They want you to live in the city. They don't want you to live on the farm, right? Because you have much more control when you live in the city. If, if you don't get sewer or water, you know, you're more dependent on the government. The same they're doing, you know, infringing and, you know, there is an assault on Second Amendment rights. And you see what's happening now with the freedom of speech and freedom of religion. It's becoming tyranny and using the government, the police state of DOJ and FBI to do it. I cannot believe that it's happening in America. Uh, coming after the Catholics, uh, trying to infiltrate their, their parishes, coming after the pro-life people and the Second Amendment owners. Meanwhile, you've got all these uh, radicals out there, the transgender people that are shooting up churches. 
they they're, they've been on the FBI radar, but it seems like the FBI is more focused on going after people of faith in this country. Well, it's indefinitely, you know, a two-tiered system of justice. It's really failed. You know, we have a double standard. It's really, I mean, the only difference, there is nothing, you know, we'll never have equal opportunities in life. We, will, we do not want equal outcomes. We're a free individual. Our country about equality of rights. And if your rights are not protected, our republic is gone. You know, we, it doesn't matter. You're poor, rich, whatever. Your rights should be protected. That's how it was country created. But now we have a justice system. If you, you know, father is very influential like president or you're very connected to government, you can get away with very shady things and no one even presses charges on you. But if you are someone who, you know, ever said anything about government or just happened to show up on January 6th here, we can raid your houses and bring like squads of FBI to, to intimidate people. I mean, this is un- unbelievable what's happening. And right now they're coming after churches, coming people with pro-life beliefs, and they're becoming very more and more aggressive. And if you don't have the money to protect yourself, you can be in jail for nothing. And this is very dangerous. Is it fair to say that our public Public schools are, are turning and churning out kids uh, and grooming them to be communist because that's you know that's what I'm seeing in, in the culture right now, young communist. Well, let me tell you, I, when I was a state senator, because our education felt so much, and if states not step up, we're really in trouble. Because if we don't teach our future generations what our republic is about, most of them don't even understand why we are the republic, we're, we're really going to fail. And, you know, I was surprised when I had, like, we actually had this bipartisan group of legislators, and here I had some students from Indiana University come in to talk to us. And I was surprised that a lot of the students said they're Marxists. And I'm listening to them, and I said, do you even understand what Marxism is? Do you understand how many people died to be, you know, from that ideology that's so destructive? Do you know how many people are still dying to try to get back? The situation in Ukraine is, unfortunately, a great example how hard to get freedoms back after you lose them. And, you know, and you don't even understand. I said, do you even understand what it is? But the interesting thing, when I was teaching a little bit at college, you know, I would talk to my students, and I will read Karl Marx, I will read Friedman and Hayek. Unfortunately, we don't educate kids. And a lot of them, when I read Karl Marx, they were like, well, that sounds utopian, you know, because it is. I mean, that is something to brainwash people, sell them, you know, bad ideas, but using people as a puppet to oppress and create tyranny. And it's been effectively used so much that unfortunately I see so what's happening here it's really almost like when you you know like Hayek said actually by Karl Marx whoever control means of production that's what really socialism right government control means of production maybe not in, in the form but in essence now government taking over so much of the businesses and finances and deciding who is going to get you know loans and who is not going to do it this is actually complete takeover of financial system and digital currency, that is a really danger where government now controlling so much business. And that's what really socialism and communism is. I have 60 seconds left, and I need to ask you about the status of FISA 702. Where are we at on that? 
Well, I'm so glad that we have some people fighting, you know, this This is the Fourth Amendment rights of Americans. And if Congress is not willing to defend the rights, that we're not worth being here. So I hope, you know, we were able to stall bad legislation, move it to the floor and force people to vote on the record. Do, do they believe the government should survey, you know, Americans without a warrant? And they got afraid yesterday. So that bill was taken off the floor. And now we know they canceled for right now, actually, Congress, and we're going back home. So I hope people are aware and vigilant and pay attention, put pressure on their legislators, you know, not to fall to big police state that using it to oppress Americans. Well said. Well, Congresswoman, we appreciate the great work and uh, and we appreciate your boldness in, in telling people what's happening in this country. And uh, we'd love to get you back on sometime soon. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's my All pleasure right. and honor to be on your show. All right. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, ladies and gentlemen, from the 5th Congressional District, there in Indiana, born in Ukraine, by the way. And so she knows. She's seen it. She's lived it. And those are the kinds of people we need to be listening to. The idea that FISA 702 would give our government the right to spy on on American citizens without our knowledge, it is unacceptable and it is un-American. All right, hang tight, folks. Hour two of the big show coming up. Tim Burchett's going to be here. Pete Mundo from our good friends at KCMO Radio in Kansas City. Also, your calls, 901-260-5926. And in the break, head over and pre-order a copy of my new book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Uh, yes, that's me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Hope you're doing well today. And uh, wow, do we have a lot, a lot happening this hour of the program. Uh, We're going to be checking in with our good buddy Pete Mundo out of Kansas City, host over at KCMO Talk Radio a little bit later on to get the uh, the latest there. Also, Liz Peake from Fox News is going to be here. Right now, though, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Great to have with us from the eastern part of the volunteer state, Tim Burchett, the congressman representing District 2. Congressman, hope you're doing good today. I'm great, brother. How are you well, I'm good now that I know that we're not going to be, you know, invaded by aliens. Or that was a little crazy yesterday uh, with all the news coming out about the national security threat. Yeah, I had five dollars on um, dolphins with with laser beams, but I, I missed it. I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I was. Yeah, I. It was, how bad is it when you realize? Oh, it's just the Russians putting nukes up there. You're kind of relieved. Well, we. Knew, I mean. Who thinks they're not? You know, they said, oh, they have a delivery. I, I didn't go to the hearing, so I can talk about it. You're, or the meeting is supposed to be in the skiff, you know, and and that's part of the trap. They put you in. You, oh, you got to hear this stuff. Then you go in there, and then you, um, when you're in a classified briefing, you're not allowed to talk about it. So I can talk about it because I didn't go to it, but I could pretty much figure it out. Um, you know, it's, it's it has all the components that we're trying to fund right now. A war against Russia, um, and um, and taking away your rights by being able to um, spy on Americans. 
So it's uh, those are two bills that are coming up shortly, and the Uniparty is pushing them. It's not Democrats or Republicans. It's just the Uniparty. And people want to call this town a swamp. A swamp was an ecosystem that's been created by God. This is a sewer. It is created by man. It's just everything flows in and nothing flows out. And and the stench, uh, you can smell it here back home in Tennessee, Congressman. It's it's really frustrating, I think, for a lot of people. For me, the, the biggest takeaway from yesterday, can't anybody keep an actual freaking secret up there? I mean, why are we... Why are, why are we talking about national security threats and all that information is leaking out of what is supposed to be a top-secret meeting? Yeah, well, it's that's why they probably, part of the reason some of them do it is so they know they can get it out. And he was trying to get it out. And he demanded, I, you know, this whole thing's just bogus. The whole deal, the funding, the everything else about it is bogus. So, um What's your, just, uh, what's your takeaway? Do you ahead. really think this is all being you know, concocted uh, to put us in a shooting war with the Russians? I think it's being concocted so we'll spend more money and take away more Americans' rights. And the, um, the ruling class loves that because they, you know, we're getting these wars and what happens, you see people making a ton of money off of them. Um, we, we sent our missile defense system to Ukraine, and then we had to replenish ours. And guess who owns stock and people from both parties? They bought it a week prior to the, the presidential order to send the missile defense system over there. So the whole thing stinks. This town stinks, and the American public, this is what happens when 20 million conservatives decide to stay home and watch The View on Election Day. We lose our country, and that's what we're doing right now. It's being taken from you right in front of you. And we don't have the guts to. No, I, I, I hear you. And it's frustrating. Uh, I, I get it. And we talk a lot about this on this program, that if people would just get up and engage their, their constitutionally protected rights, then we would be winning in landslide elections. But people don't want to get out. They, I guess they're lazy. Is that it? Yeah. And, you know, you have one side saying, well, they're going to steal it anyway. Well, put enough points on the board where they can't steal it. And you know, it's, we saw during COVID what they were, you know, people started looking over their kids' shoulders on their computers while they were, what, what they were learning and what they weren't learning in school. And parents got alarmed. And then um, what happened? They go to a school board meeting and complain about it. And the FBI, our FBI, labels them domestic terrorists. You know, so I think we need to we need to wake up. We need to clean this. The the, the money changers need to be thrown out of the temple. Uh, I know that a lot of people were caught off guard yesterday. Um, your friend, uh, Congressman Mark Green, and um, he's my friend as well, uh, announcing that he's yeah. retiring from from Congress. Were you surprised by that news? I'm not surprised by anything up here. Um, I, Mark and I came to Congress together. We've known each other for years. And I trust that he's got some good ideas about what he wants to do in the future. You know, it's been rumored that he might run for governor and, and, um, you know, it's tough to run from gov for governor when you're, you're stuck in Washington seven months out of the year. So I think it's, um, if that's what he wants to do, then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I support him and all his endeavors and what he wants to do. 
Yeah, he's one of the good guys up on Capitol Hill, and I know he had been rumored to maybe um, be in, in line for a position in a Trump administration. Uh, of course, uh, he's a medical doctor and a military veteran. Um, but but he was telling uh, radio station KWAM in uh, Memphis, uh, Tennessee, that um, and, and this was fascinating, uh, that he said, I just thought it would be wrong to run for re-election and then immediately ask for that job, get it, and turn around and quit it to go to another job. And that would line up with the next gubernatorial race in, in Tennessee. Yeah, it sure would. And, um, you know, he's he spent time like I did in the legislature, and and he understands the workings of the state. So, but, I, yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised, I guess I should say. Mm. All right, Congressman Tim Burchett on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Congressman, uh, we had uh, Victoria Spurts on just a few moments ago. She is fired up over this FISA 702 reauthorization. Says it's just absolutely unacceptable for the government to be spying on American citizens. I agree. Let me tell you how easy it is for them to do it, Todd. So they want to they want to spy on you, and maybe you have. Uh, somebody mowing your yard or working on your roof or working in your house that maybe they aren't American citizen and they're here legally. And what do they do? They bug their phone through the FISA and because they know they're going to be talking to you. And then they backdoor, they, they capture you in that. And then that grants them access to you. And it just, you just go down the food chain. I mean, you can, you can, they can almost, they did it over a hundred thousand times. I think last, you know, we, we've known, it's, I think it's two hundred and something thousand times that they've they've done that, and um, and so it's a uh, illegally in a, in my opinion. So it's a it's a real thing, and and this is part of this. I think that's that's really the drive on this um, double secret meeting with the Russians yesterday, because mm. they were obviously capture that information from somebody, and uh, and so that's that's the way they do it. And, you know, there's so many, I mean, let's be honest, in in the hospitality industry, the housing construction industry and and in factories all across this country, who are there? They're primarily Hispanic folks and they're not American citizens. So um, I think this thing is something America better wake up over. It's not real sexy. It's a little difficult to figure it out but that's that's a pretty simple easy simplification of it uh yeah absolutely uh congressman we got to leave it there we are super late for a break appreciate the great work you're doing up there and uh, keep keep holding the line thanks todd i will keep telling the truth brother people love it and i hear people talk about hearing me on your show all the time so thank you brother yes sir all right congressman tim birch and everybody out there in the east tennessee district two great american patriot And I'm hearing from more and more lawmakers about how frustrating it is to to deal with the deep state and with, as he called it, not a swamp, but a sewer. And it's true. And that's one of the reasons why why a Congressman Mark Green, a, a good and decent man, is calling it a day and coming back home to Tennessee. Folks, that's on us. That is strictly on us. And the congressman's right. When 20 million conservatives say they would rather stay home and watch The View, that is not only repulsive and stomach-churning, 
but it is just simply unacceptable. And we're going to continue to lose elections if we have that mindset. All right, got to take a break here. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. team, by the way, monitoring uh, what could be a breaking news situation out of our nation's capital. Uh, There are reports of smoke, fire, and possibly an explosion coming out of a metro train station. Uh, This is over in the Eastern Market. This will be the Eastern Market train station. Uh, There is video footage that was filmed inside the the subway stop and uh, certainly a lot of smoke uh, coming out of there so we're not quite sure hearing multiple reports uh of it may have been a derailment uh, so we're working on that and uh, we'll bring you the latest information there uh, once once that becomes available all right uh let's go to the phone lines here diane in maine wlob is our great affiliate there hi diane what's on your mind hi todd this is a liberty loving american lady from the communist run state of maine and we are getting worse every week in this state, and I'm so glad I heard from your last two callers about communism. And I'm also glad that a lot of my fellow Mainers, Todd, called your shows this week. And I'll tell you, Todd, we're not all Democrats up here. And I wanted to call you yesterday to wish you the best day ever in your life, but my phone wasn't working correctly. Oh, I no. I tell you that. I know, but it's working fine now, and I'm calling everybody. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, you are the best radio announcer on air, and you have the greatest staff of anybody I've ever spoken with. Well, you are and, so kind to say that. Uh, don't tell the staff well, that. They'll get the big heads, you know, so we got to keep them, you know, we got to keep them humble. Well, <laughs> I will, definitely. But I wanted <laughs> to run something about this man that's in our White House occupying the seat. The first line in the Constitution that he is not abiding by, Todd, is there is no justice in this country, there is no tranquility in this country, and there is no defense in this country, which means in the Sam Houston's quote, and I quote his words, he is a treasonous for undermining this great republic of the United States of America. That's how I feel. <laughs> well, Diane, very well said. And and yeah, I look, Joe Biden is not living up to his oath in office. And I'm not even sure he knows what that oath is, Diane. You know, last night, uh, he and the First Lady, uh, Dr. And Mrs. First Lady Joe Biden, were at a Valentine's Day event. And Biden can be overheard saying, hey, honey, want to get a photo? She goes, we just did, Joe. We just did. Come along now. Come along. Unbelievable. It's, it's and, sad. And something really light. I would just want to run run by this with you, Todd. Do not ever get this call again from uh, Ben from Florida because he's uh, an idiot who can't pronounce Fred Grandy's last name. He pronounced it in a Spanish way, but I love him dearly. <laughs> he is a great Trump supporter, and he was a Mena that transplanted to the free state of Florida. Is and that Dan right? Taylor, I know you're listening, and I love you daily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Well, Diane, very well said. And, uh, yeah, Fred Grandy, good good American patriot. Diane, God bless you. And glad your phone got to, got to work it again. That's good news. Uh, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Dante in Georgia. Hi, Dante. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, what's going on, buddy? How's it going? I'm going good, man. I, I wanted to uh, talk about the uh, student loan uh, repayment that, that you were talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a middle-aged 40-year-old guy living in Georgia. And when I was 18 and 19 graduating high school, there was a promise out there. If you go to college and you, you finish your four-year, five-year degree, you get a good job. Well, unfortunately, in today's society, things just cost too much. You know, we went to school. We got degrees. I have two degrees. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree. And I was, I'm a borrower just like a lot of other Americans. And a lot of other countries offer college as, as a free a free thing, right? The United States, you have to pay for the education. A lot of parents then, they're not thinking that they may or may not have the money that they repay those loans back. And so I don't think it's more of a, a Democratic or a Republican thing. I think it's an American thing where if college isn't free, then yes, I think we should get some aid in helping paying those things back. A lot of those kids go to college, they get those degrees, and they want to work and get a good job. But unfortunately, the job market just doesn't pay what we are deserving from our education. So what are you deserving? What do you what do you deserve, Dante? What's your first of all? What's your degree in? Uh, I have a uh, political science is my uh, undergraduate degree, and okay. I have a master's degree in criminal justice. Okay, and so what kind of a job do you currently have? Uh, right now, I am a, a account manager selling business sales. Okay, for a telecom company. Okay, are you doing what you wanted to do with your with your degree? Uh, at at some point, I was. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, like I said, the job market just doesn't pay. You have to kind of go into a, a field that you can get some extra money from. So first of all, so what do you mean by free education? Somebody's got to clearly pay for it, right? The professors and all of those people, the staff, you know, they have to get paid at the college. So what did you mean by free education? So, so what I said, in, in other countries, college education is free. We're one of the only countries in the world that charge uh, kids that go to college, you said earlier, you know, that an 18-year-old shouldn't be making that decision to get a loan. Well, if college is, for uh, example, $50,000 a year, that's not something that their parents can probably start their pocket every year and pay to go to school. So, and, th- and those programs were designed to get loans and, and grants to go to college, but when they finish school, they're expecting to get a job that hopefully can allow them to pay those debts back. Right, but what I'm pay saying is, now. what I'm saying though, Dante, is that for that to happen, some, I mean, it just can't be free. So people just aren't going to volunteer to be professors. Somebody has to pay for that. So who who would you recommend, if you're going to go to college for free, who should pay for your college education? I, I think that the government, the money that we spend right. on things. Who is the government? government? Who is the government? The United States government. Well, all right, but who is that? But who funds the United States government? They don't make the money. Who is it that makes the money that funds the government? The citizens. Right. So, so you're saying that. So, so Dante, you're saying that the American people should fund your education. If if you're not going to fund it, like you said earlier, uh, should he forgive student loan debt? You know, maybe not 100 percent of it, but you know, I'm going to school. And I went to school, I did what I was asked to do by finishing and getting those degrees. And All right, well, let me ask you a question. Because, let me ask you a question. What do you say to that person who is your age, who didn't go to college, mm-hmm. they don't have any mm-hmm. debt, they paid their way through trade school or whatever, why should their their tax money have to pay for your free education? Because I may be doing a job that they depend on to live on a day-to-day well, they they may be doing like the I same kind of a job, that. though. They may be doing the same kind of a job, Dante. 
They may. And I mean, my tax money gives us another education. It goes to a lot of things. It helps funds, prisons, and other things that, that I didn't go to prison. or. Well, no. Well, well, look, Dante, we're, we're late for a break here, so that's what that music is. Let, let me just say this. Um, we will open up this to the, to the, to the listeners. Uh, folks, Dante says that we should do like other countries and we should offer taxpayer-funded college for everybody. What say you? 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. 160 affiliates and growing. Uh, Thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, and we're excited about this. We're the only, I think, non-corporate talk radio program in America uh, in this time slot. So we appreciate you. Great, great listeners, and uh, we thank you for uh, helping us. Uh, This is a grassroots effort uh, here on this program. Uh, By the way, folks, Newsmax now conducting a national poll. They are asking Americans, who do you think Trump ought to pick as his VP? There are a lot of names being tossed around, and Newsmax wants to know who you want. By the way, you can vote right now in the Newsmax poll. All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747, and they will send you a link to the poll. Again, that is SKIP 39747. All right, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us uh, the host of Mundo in the Morning, KCMO Talk Radio. Host Pete Mundo joins us. Pete, good to have you with us today. Uh, great to be here, Todd. Thanks for having me. Well, look, you, you did a terrific job on uh, the Newsmax TV show yesterday. So we got to give Pete on the radio, uh, and uh, and I'm glad you could carve out some time. Can you can you fill us in on the very latest, or what are we looking at as far as the injury count, and what can you tell us about these suspects? Yeah, what we know uh, right now, Todd, there was an update uh, through a press conference with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department about 90 minutes ago. And um, we have 22 victims ranging ages 8 to 47 years old. Um, one victim that did pass away, Lisa Lopez Galvin, a 43-year-old mother of two. Um, half of the victims are under the age of 16, as, as young as the age of five, Todd, which is just horrible. Um, no connection to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. Thank goodness for that. And it appears to be what happens far too often in this town and in many cities in this country. And that is a dispute between people that ends up in a gunfire. Now, the subjects have been detained. There's three people in custody including two juveniles. Um, So we're monitoring that. They have not said anything right now about the third suspect, which I find interesting. And um, hopefully we'll learn more about this this afternoon because we're approaching that timeline where charges are going to be filed in that first 24 hours. uh, We're within a couple hours of that deadline, Todd. It's really strange, Pete, because in a lot of these other cases, um, when the suspect fits the narrative of the media, those names and IDs are are made pretty much immediately. Uh, but here we are, um, coming up in almost twenty four hours later. To your point, and we really don't we still don't know that much about these guys. We don't. Um, and I had the mayor of Kansas City. He comes on my show here on KCMO every Thursday, and I pressed him a bit on that. I said, um, "Do we know who they are? When are we going to get the information on who they are?" And he didn't think we'd get anything today, which is just beyond disturbing because how you're not filing charges today in the first 24 hours with all the cell phone video, 
uh, that has already emerged, and I'm sure the police have plenty more that we're not seeing publicly, uh, is, is an indictment of, unfortunately, what the city has been dealing with for far too long. So uh, there, there's a lot of other video out there showing some of the civilians stopping uh, one of the uh, believed-to-be suspects. What do we know about these people? Uh, they're, I mean, they're heroes, um, yeah. and there are folks from Wichita. You know, a lot of these people, it's amazing, Todd. We think that it's all Kansas City that goes to these parades. Um, there were folks from Florida, from California, from uh, Connecticut, all over the country, whether it's transplants or otherwise, who came here to celebrate with a million of their closest friends. Um, but one hero in particular uh, stood out to me. His name is Paul Contreras. He's from Omaha, Nebraska, came down about a three-hour uh, one-way trip here to Kansas City, and he tackled one of the uh, shooters yesterday, putting his life on the line. And just, you know, he's talked to many media outlets over the last 12 to 18 hours or so and just said it was just instinct. Um, and we took a lot of calls on this this morning. And as one of our callers put it beautifully, we all have that Paul Contreras in us. The question is, how are you going to react when you're in that moment? A lot of people, I mean, we know pulling out the cell phone can be helpful, but without the guys like Paul Contreras, who knows how much worse yesterday could have been in this town. I mean, those were the two images for me, Pete, uh, all of the police officers running into Union Station and then those civilians without any Kevlar, no protection, literally running towards the danger zone as well. Uh, that says a lot about those people. And, you know, again, they throw around a word, a phrase, toxic masculinity. Uh, that's what that looks like. And there's nothing toxic about it. These are just men stepping up and protecting people. And, and you got to love that. Mm-hmm. Protecting their community, protecting their fellow Chiefs fans, and protecting people that, let's be honest, they don't know, they never met, and they will never see again in their lives. And uh, if that's toxic masculinity, Todd, I'll take plenty more of that here in Kansas City and around the country. I'm hearing you. And I have to imagine uh, the guy's got a Venmo. There's no no way he's going to have to pay for a drink anywhere in, uh, in Kansas City, th- these guys. Well, I'll tell you what, there are people trying to petition them for lifetime season tickets to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, something wow. uh, for for guys like Paul, and he's gotten the most notoriety, but I know there's a handful of others uh, who, who came to this town, who either were here or came to this town, and there's no way to put a number on it, but I think we can safely say protected and potentially saved uh, dozens of people in a crowd that was approaching a million. Pete Mundo, host of Mundo in the Morning on KCMO. And, uh, Pete, this is, of course, a big story for talk radio. I know the station I own here in Memphis, KWAM, uh, we were actually simulcasting the live reports uh, in our afternoon drive. Uh, what are the people uh, saying there, your listeners, uh, What are what's the takeaway from, from what happened yesterday? Well, it's really, Todd, it was the best part of Kansas City on display yesterday combined with the worst part of Kansas City on display yesterday. And that is the Chiefs have obviously uh, stolen the hearts of this town, um, and they've had the hearts for a long time. But they have been, people think of Kansas City, they probably think of the barbecue, and um, they think of the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have probably supplanted the barbecue based on all the Super Bowls we've had the opportunity to win the last three years, and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and everything else. But the underbelly in this town, the thing that people don't think about with Kansas City, is the crime. And, and it has been out of control in Kansas City for now the last several years. Um, you know, we set a record in 2020 with homicides, as many major American cities did. But it never got the attention because St. Louis was even worse. And obviously, Chicago is a bigger town, and they were a mess. 
Well, if many major American cities saw a decrease, St. Louis is down in homicides about 30% from 2020. Kansas City broke its record from 2020 and 2023. Most major American cities saw a decrease. Kansas City did not. And I think because it's a mid-sized city, doesn't get the attention maybe, uh, it hasn't been a focus. But the world saw what Kansas City was talking about and has been talking about for the last three years, and that's the greatness and the unification of the Chiefs with this underbelly of violent crime that has not been slowed down and is knowing, no, showing no signs of slowing down. Well, you're right. And, of course, uh, I'm based here in Memphis, Tennessee. We're one of the deadliest cities in America, so uh, we get it. And uh, that level of crime, it's just it's off the charts, uh, Pete. It really is. Uh, real quick, um, no players uh, were injured. They were there. And I know that, uh, was it Patrick Mahomes' brother uh, actually uh, helped a child or something uh, yesterday in all that chaos? Yeah, I did see uh, there is a story circulating that in the midst of all the chaos, the child, as many children did, kind of got um, lost from their parents, uh, missed the stampede, the movement, the chaos. And Jackson Mahomes did stay back um, with a young child and, and according to reports, uh, hung with that kid until he reconnected uh, with his parents. And there's a lot of stories like that from Chiefs players yesterday. Uh, you know, one offensive lineman, Trey Smith, had a big WWE belt, and he gave it to a kid and sat with a kid until that kid found his parents. And, you know, I think that there is a very unique relationship, Todd. I've had the chance to, to work in Oklahoma and, and Texas and, and then in New York for a little bit before coming out here six years ago. And I've never seen a connection between a team and a fan base like what we do have here with the Chiefs. It's special, it's unique, um, and it's something I've never experienced. And you did see a lot of that greatness on display yesterday from players, uh, from their families, from obviously law enforcement, as you noted, and just good Samaritans. Well, that's terrific. And Pete, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us and uh, the great work you guys are doing at KCMO, uh, a lifeline to the city yesterday during that uh, that tragic breaking news. So uh, really appreciate the great work you're doing, Pete. Anytime, Todd. Keep it up, and uh, we're fans of you here in Kansas City. Thanks so much. All right. Pete Mundo, everybody, host of Mundo in the Morning, KCMO, great talk radio station, 1037 FM, 710 AM. And uh, that's the way it is with talk radio, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen, with radio in general? When when something crazy happens, where do you go to? You turn on your radio, and you're going to get breaking news coverage. You're going to get news and information to keep your family safe. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we I love doing radio. I mean, yeah, I'm, I do TV, but my first love and passion is 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 radio because this is what we do, and we do it every day. And it's so great to have folks like Pete on the program, and uh, we salute all of our great radio partners and affiliates across the, the nation. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, your calls, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right. Juggling a couple of breaking news stories, actually three. So we have the situation in Georgia where uh, Fannie Willis and her boy toy are in the middle of a hearing, and it's not going well right now. It's uh, We'll get to more of that in the next hour. Um, also this coming in from Montana where Maelstrom Air Force Base is on lockdown. Uh, there is a reported active shooter on the base. So that's all we have. Um, the base has been locked down. 
Our good friend, uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale, also tweeting information um, about this. Uh, my staff and I closely monitoring this, the active shooter development at the Air Force Base, praying for the safety of those on base. That's all the information we have right now. Also, we've been following a situation at the Eastern Market in Washington, D.C., where there is a, um, a major... Um, a major emergency response underway. So again, I'm going to read this, the information we've got to you. We just don't have a lot of information. There may be a possible train derailment there. Uh, eyewitnesses are reported to hearing uh, several loud explosions uh, accompanied by a bright flash. There is a large amount of smoke in the area. But uh, again, it's too soon at this point to say if this is some sort of a terrorist event or if this was just some sort of an accident. So uh, we are our team keeping you apprised of all of those breaking news items, and we'll keep you updated. Be sure to listen to your local news radio station. I'm sure they'll have updates at the top of the hour. Let's go to Salem, Oregon, our awesome affiliate out there, KYKN. Love those folks. Kathy, what's going on? Hello, Todd. So regarding the free college, I believe that the young man was referring to um, Holland or um, the overseas countries that are paying for the Netherlands, the Netherlands. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they pay 50 plus percent in taxes. So they, and they pay them because they know that, it's like a college fund. It's like their child's college fund, a little at a time, through their taxes. They know they're going to get free college. So that's why they pay those percentages. Kathy, and some other Kathy, the per, let me let me interject here. So the 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 personal income tax rate in those countries, and we'll just take uh, we'll take Austria for example. 55%. That's what you're going to pay. 55% is the personal income tax rate in Austria. In Belgium, it is 50%, to your point. Yeah. So um, they are paying for the college. It's just going into their government. So I just don't think he understands where the money's coming from. I don't think. Well, he kept, you know, we we had to work with him and we got down to, I think he understood that, you know, it's not the government paying this, it's the American people, the taxpayers. And by the way, our tax rate is around 10 to 12%. So that gives you an idea of of what we're talking about here. But Kathy, my argument is why should someone, why should an 18 or 19 year old kid who decided not to go to college, why should they be forced to pay for a fellow 18 or 19 year old's college education? That makes no sense. They shouldn't. It, they shouldn't. Um, parents need to start a college fund when kids are very young and leave it alone. And the other thing, too, is that um, I've, I've seen a lot of videos about girls and kids and college kids all on, on break going overseas, on vacations, trips, whatever. And they say, right, I'm using my college, my college loan. Why give a 17, 18-year-old kid 
that kind of money? Great question. Great question. Kathy, a lot of this goes back to, to upbringing and, and how you raise your kids. You know, parents are responsible for teaching their kids how to how to balance their budget, you know, how to balance their checkbook, how to manage their money. And I, I just don't think a lot of parents are taking the time to do that with their kids. But, Kathy, you know, the other part of it is, you know, what can you afford to do? You know, can you go to a four-year school? Maybe you need to go to a community college. Instead of living at a dorm, you live at home. Uh, this is, again, it's not about four years of partying. It's about four years to get a, a, your education so you can get a, a decent job. And and a lot of kids just don't understand that. I know. What can you do? Kathy, I appreciate the call, and thank you for listening to our friends at KYKN. We love those folks. Great people out there on the, the left coast. But, you know, again, Kathy brings up an interesting point here, and uh, the, there is a reason why it's, um, and I'm using air quotes here, the free education in some of these other countries, it's because you're paying out the wazoo for it as a taxpayer. Do you really think that's right? I don't think it is. All right, 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Folks, I'm, I'm very excited about the new book project. And uh, this week and this weekend, I'm going to be recording the audio version of the book. So you'll be able to get it. Hardcover edition. It is a beautiful book. I, I think out of all eight books that I've written, this one is probably the most beautifully well done and well designed and, and you're going to love it. It's a fun, fun book to read. It, you're going to laugh, but you're also going to think. And, uh, and I think by the end of the book, you are going to understand, okay, this is the path forward, and this is how we, we stop the, the communist from completely taking over our country. And uh, when you, you listen earlier, and if you missed the, the interview at the top of the, the show, Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, uh, she grew up in, in, under communism. And now she is a member of Congress here in this country, and she is sounding the alarm. And that's really what my book is doing, Twilight's Last Gleaming. We are sounding the alarm and telling the American people, you better wake up, which is why I am so adamant that you have got to read this book. And you can pre-order a copy right now at your favorite bookstore or just go to Amazon and order a couple of copies there. Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Coming up, Liz Peak is going to be here. Also, uh, we are expecting a little bit later on, Sandy Rios. And on the TV show, Andy Biggs is going to, to drop by. That's going to be a great conversation. Hang tight, everybody. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starks radio program. Just a couple of updates for you on some news we've been following. So it looks like... This was some sort of a um, 
a technical snafu there in Washington, D.C. at the Metro train stop. So uh, all good there, just a lot of smoke and noise. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the other situation, there has been a reported active shooter event at a military base, Air Force Base in Montana, uh, the base is on lockdown, but that's all the information we have on uh, on that story. Uh, meanwhile, we are also following the developments coming out of Fulton County, Georgia. And man, what a what a bizarre story this is with Big Fanny Willis, uh, Big Fanny, who is the uh, prosecutor there, and her boy toy lover. The hearing underway, and uh, it is it's really weird. Our good friend Liz Peak has written a column. Trump could ride special counsel's report all the way to the White House, but only if he avoids the potholes. Uh, Liz Peake joins us on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Hey, Liz, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me, as always. Liz, let's let's talk about this. I know about potholes. We've got a lot of them in Memphis. Uh, so uh, there, But I didn't realize there were political potholes that Trump needs to avoid. Well, look, the wind is at his back right now, obviously. Uh, this uh, special counsel report uh, shining a really direct light on Joe Biden's mental issues, his age, his problems, his diminished faculties. I mean, that's just a gift to Donald Trump. And look, he needs to kind of take, take that and run with it. And what I mean by that is focus on the things that he knows are winning issues. Obviously, the border is number one. Trump owns that issue. He has credibility on it. He fixed it before. Voters believe, I believe he can fix it again. Uh, and he should just hammer Joe Biden relentlessly about the fact that we have, what, five million people in the country illegally just in two and a half years. It's unconscionable. It's a national security risk, a fiscal problem. It's a disaster for this country. So that is, I think, a huge winning issue for Donald Trump. And the number, the number two winning issue is the economy, because yes, uh, inflation's gotten better, but the cost of everything, I, I, would t- I would argue to you that the cost of things are up 25 to 30% at least under Joe Biden. And that is just a huge burden for working class, average Americans. Uh, they are really struggling. We see that in the delinquencies and credit cards and other factors, uh, kind of signs of trouble out there. Uh, again, people remember that under Trump, we didn't have inflation. And finally, I, I don't really want him to talk about foreign affairs because I think he actually had great credibility there, but he always sort of steps on a landmine. I don't want him talking about NATO. They, it, it just feeds the Democrat narrative where they all run around with their hair on fire saying, see, he's going to blow up our international uh, relationships and alliances. The reality is much more uh, what someone wrote about yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, which is in the Middle East, Joe Biden has undone, undid everything Trump did, and then it, would, it turned out to, that that was wrong, created huge problems for the United States, and went back and now has a, is, is having to adopt all the policies, like designating the Houthis as a terrorist organization that, and, and imposing more uh, draconian sanctions on Iran that Trump adopted and that was so successful. So... You know, I think um, I really don't want him talking about Nikki Haley's wardrobe and husband or anything. Just stick to things. They're winners and, and he can win. So it and you you go into great detail in your column. And folks, I we have a link to it in our live show blog, but it's over on Fox News. 
uh, com. Uh, you point out that even the, the reliable lefties, as you call them, at the New York Times are already calling for Biden to step aside at the convention and let somebody else step up to the plate here. Yeah, yeah. People are getting actually quite focused on the convention. And my guess is uh, that would be the place where there's the least amount of possible bloodletting. In fact, if they do push him aside or ask Joe Biden to step aside, uh, if he does it now, it's just going to be a free for all of a mad dash primary for two or three months. And don't forget, we have uh, a vice president who would certainly expect and her fan club, as small as it is, would expect her to be the nominee. And there'd be, I think, a lot of resentment uh, in some communities if she weren't the, the nominee. Uh, but yes, I think that uh, you have a big push from the Democrats, sort of seasoned de- Democrats, I would say, to get him out. But here's the thing, Todd, I don't want him out. I think he's so beatable. Uh, I think he's a, a terrible president, has made enormous problems for our country. And, and I, I want Republicans, and again, kind of going to what I'd like Trump to talk about, I want them to run on policies, not his age. Because you get Joe Biden out of there, someone else comes in like Gavin Newsom, I want voters to already reject those policies that Gavin Newsom will bring with him uh, or that Gretchen Whitmer will bring with her. I mean, it, you know, high taxes, more regulation, open border. That's the stuff we want to get rid of. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I'm curious to, to see who the, the Democrats would put in there. And I know everybody talks about Gavin Newsom, but Liz, I'm just not convinced I I think they have to go with either a female or someone from, you know, the racial or sexual identity cards. I'm not sure a straight, rich, white guy, you know, is is going to be is going to rally the troops. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all. In fact, when he debated uh, Ron DeSantis on Hannity's show, now, admittedly, uh, Sean Hannity is right wing, and so he was perhaps favoring uh, Ron DeSantis, but we all went into that thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Ron DeSantis is so awkward, and, you know, he doesn't have the gift of gab, and you've got this really eloquent, smooth guy. I thought Gavin Newsom came across weak, yeah. uh, unable to deliver a solid argument on any issue, just and lied. I mean, you know, they'd put up stats on people leaving California, for example, and he would just say, well, those just aren't true. I mean, it was incre- it was a really bad performance, so... I agree. And by the way, he has no standing, zero standing with the black community. And I think that's a big, big problem for Democrats right now. So, someone was actually suggesting I was out in California a few days ago and uh, they said it could be a Newsom Michelle Obama ticket. Uh, but again, I mean, I'm hearing, you know, we heard that David Axelrod say that, you know, Michelle doesn't like politics. I find that hard to believe because she's been out there doing a lot of politicking yeah. lately, Liz. I, I, I agree. And and look, who could really be sort of the Hail Mary candidate who could be flown in at the last moment into the campaign, into the convention, I mean, and who could emerge overnight well-funded uh, with an entire staff and apparatus already in place, enormous name recognition, most popular woman in America. That's literally the case. I, I mean, it's a slam dunk. If she'll do it, uh, I, I think the Democrats would be completely crazy not to nominate her, and I think she'd win. Oh, you do. You see, I, I, I think she's going to have trouble with black men. I, I don't know that they would vote for her, and and Trump certainly oh, that's interesting. Trump certainly seems to be 
making inroads there. And what was it? There was a survey that came out a few days ago, Liz, where Biden's support among black voters has dropped almost 20 points from uh, from the previous polling data. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's Biden, though. And I think, right. again, he is associated with an economy that is really not working for black people, not working for middle America. Um, the, Michelle, the special magic, but what's what would work well for her is not to have to be on the campaign trail very much, because I don't think she... I don't think she'd be very successful at it. I don't think she could be open and and, uh, friendly and warm to big crowds of people. I don't think she would stand up to heckling and things like that. But if it's only a couple of months, Todd, I think she could do it. Uh, So, I I mean, I I would take issue. I I would disagree with you. I think black men would probably vote for Michelle Obama or maybe not vote at all. Um, and, And, yeah, they're defecting from Biden like crazy because I think they're they see his weakness and, and it's just not, it's not good for our country. And I think, I think people know that. Liz got to leave it there. And so we shall see, uh, this is going to, it's going to be a lot yeah. of intrigue. Uh, it's going to be a fun couple of months leading up to the conventions. Yikes. I can't even imagine it. Honestly, I, the whole, this whole election is so crazy from start to finish. Um, but you know, we're lucky to be watching with sort of a ringside seat. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. Liz Peak, great column as always. Uh, folks, go check it out over at Fox News and also The Hill. Follow Liz on uh, Twitter at, at Liz Peak. Liz, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Take care. All right. I want to give you this update. Uh, this coming in from the Air Force Base, Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana. This is weird. Uh, this is her official statement, though. Uh, Maelstrom Air Force Base was placed on lockdown today due to a suspected real-world threat located on base at Building 219. Um, Air Force and emergency personnel are securing the area. Um, FCON Delta has been implemented at approximately 1036 due to the incident. Um, The military base is uh, directing visitors and spectators to stay away from the building, Public cooperation will help protect against possible injuries and enable base agencies more effectively to deal with the situation. So that's what we've got there. We'll be following that story um, as well. All right, real quick here, let's go to the phones. Um, Steve in Jackson, Tennessee, listening to us on WTJS. Hi, Steve, what's on your mind? Oh, uh, I have a question for you. Uh, I, I want to start by saying the only news on television that I watch anymore uh, is Channel 5 in Memphis from 6 to 7. And then at night, I watch Newsmax. And uh, I heard your beautiful uh, information speech that you gave yesterday about that woman in New York that was running for the Senate seat. Yes, sir. And you you told things about her. I'm, I'm sure that they were accurate, and probably nobody has heard of that yet. So I was real proud for you to do that. Now, last night, a bit of Grand Susteren came on, and she went in just a completely different direction. She went in the direction of, the MAGA people are sick of Trump. They're sick of all the trouble. They didn't They didn't want to go out in bad weather. And so they just stayed at home and let the Democrats have it. Now, if you knew all of those things about that woman's past and history, 
why did Greta not know that same thing and say it? Well, it's it's a great question, Steve. That's the one show I don't watch on uh, Newsmax. So I, I, I yeah. this is all news to me. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure that Greta and MAGA go hand in hand. Um, you know, if yeah. you if you watch her show, but I mean, well, it's this is no secret. You know, Steve, that all that information was out there, and yeah. and and again, I think this is an issue that Republicans have to do a better job of picking good candidates, electable candidates. Well, I don't watch her. I, I stopped watching her when she was on Fox. But yeah, it's same here. Somebody would be on Newsmax and then put out that kind of propaganda. Yeah. Uh, but but I guess they've got to have them on all the programs. I guess don't they? I I, I don't know. All I can t- Steve. All I'm responsible for is is what I uh, say on this radio show and on my Newsmax show. And and we do a lot of research. We do our homework. And, you know, yeah. if we make a mistake, we, you know, we make things right. But I'm telling you, um, I've, I've heard I've heard reports from others, including Nikki Haley. And that's really disappointing because, you know, it's it's misinformation. I mean, that's yeah. all it is. Trump is not responsible for what happened uh, in oh, no. that race. No, no. Well, nobody could say anything to turn me against him. Well, you do a wonderful job, my friend. And I won't watch her again. Uh, but I just wanted you know, it bothers me that there's so many different stories from supposed to be uh, conservatives and American loving mm-hmm. people. Uh, S- Steve, I'm with why we are where we are, right? It is, and and I'm with you on that. And and we always tell people do your own homework too. If you know when you hear me say something, you know, go check it out. You know, I'm we're not going to ever mislead anybody intentionally, but you know, we want people to do their homework. And and look, I do that all the time. Um, we just want to make sure we're getting the information right. Steve, I am super late for a break, but thank you for listening to WTJS. Uh, it's a great radio station, great people there. And, of course, the great Frankie Lacks is the uh, afternoon drive host uh, there. Frankie was on my Newsmax show a while back. Got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. So let me give you an update. Uh, This is a little weird. Um, What's happening over at Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana? So we told you that uh, their public affairs said that it's FPCON Delta has been implemented due to the incident. So what does that mean? So that stands for Force Protection Condition Delta. That is the highest level of protection in the Department of Defense's um, system. So we we have no I we have no other information. Uh, the the military base putting out uh, this um, this information. Uh, we've got this up on our website, toddsterns.com, and you can see it for yourself. But there is some sort of a real world incident. We've heard it may possibly be a shooting, but we are working on that and we are monitoring social media and we'll keep you updated um, in the event uh, we uh, we learn more. Let's go to the phone lines. Conway, Arkansas. Am I am I talking to Toad Suck? Is that right? Toad Toad Suck. Toad Suck Scott. Toad Suck Scott. Are, <laughs> I love well, it. Well, here's the thing. You asked for people to use the, the, a couple of weeks ago, and so I always I'm always Scott from Conway, Arkansas. But I figured let's go with Toad Suck Scott. I, I like it, Toad Suck. All right. Uh, what? What's on your mind? We have there's a story behind that. Ask your screener though; he'll tell you all about it. All right, he's blushing, so I will definitely do that. Yeah. 
Uh, here's the thing. Here's what I've been thinking. You know, we've got this. We've got this uh, high alert now. Just, uh, some kind of high alert for uh, through the the government saying that we're going to maybe attack. How come that's happening right around the time that the House is getting ready to take up the so-called border bill vote? Well, it's a great question, Toad Suck, and I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, he just popped off the uh, popped off the air. Um, I will do my best to answer that. Um, that there is a a large swath of the federal government and a large swath of the military industrial complex and a large swath of the wealthiest uh, businessmen in America. And they all benefit when this country is at war. And that is why whenever there has been a, a president, whether it's Democrat or Republican, we're talking about let's let's just go back to Eisenhower. Um, that's one of the reasons why we've always been at war with someone, except for when Donald Trump was elected. And there were no wars, and that has angered a lot of very powerful, very wealthy people in this country. And there's payback for that. So I think that's one of the reasons why we are seeing these kinds of, uh, of things happen. But they, they, they are determined to get us involved in a shooting war with Russia. And we just can't let that happen. We can't. It's, do you think that we will be able to even, I hate to ask this question, but beat the Russians with these pajama boy snowflakes and uh, the, um, the females with the man hands? Because that's what we got right now, a bunch of social justice warriors. I got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, let me see if I can work through this nbc news in montana and uh, they got they have a little bit more information here uh, but there is some sort of an incident uh, at the base we just don't know what it is schools east and south of the air force base have been ordered to shelter in place uh, this is the this is in cascade county this is uh, great falls uh, montana and uh, they say that um, the highest level of alert has been implemented and that happened around 10.36 uh, a.m. their time. I believe that's mountain time. Uh, director, they're directing visitors and spectators to stay away from the building, and uh, they're asking the public just to cooperate. So there you go. But um, anyway, um, all schools are now uh, sheltering in place. So they're also saying do not call 911 unless you have an emergency to report. They're going to get around to telling us what it is, but right now they're dealing with whatever it is. All right. Um, want to bring into the conversation a, a good friend of this program, her brand new book released yesterday, and it is pretty, pretty awesome. The name of the book, God's Velvet Hammer, and we have a direct link to it over on our live show blog. We're talking on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line to Sandy Rios, Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association. Sandy, congratulations. Hello, Sandy. All right. Well, we'll try to figure that out, uh, guys. So we'll get uh, Sandy back. Um, we'll get Sandy back. We've got a little connectivity issue. Uh, but uh, Sandy Rios, one of the great American patriots out there, 
Man, is she crushing it and doing a great job. If you don't download her podcast, you don't know what you're missing. It's just really, really, really good stuff. All right, I want to go and uh, play some audio here. And All right, what are we doing here, guys? We've got Sandy. All right. Uh, all right. So let's go right back to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Sandy Rios. All right, Sandy. Sorry about that. Good to have you with us. John, it's, it's my fault. If, you know, if I only had more experience in media, I would remember to unmute myself. But, you know, I'm learning. <laughs> well, it happens to the best of us. All right, Sandy. Well, good to have you with us. Congratulations on the new book. Uh, is it? Do you enjoy, I'm just curious here, do you enjoy writing the book? that process more or do you enjoy promoting the book after it's out oh Jiminy! well i think i that's a hard question harder than you think i'm not crazy about talking about myself todd i know that sounds like false modesty but i'm trying to learn here how to tell my stories with enthusiasm without getting kind of mumbly bumbly uh so that's that's been an effort but um writing it was you know it's amazing this kind of book, one of the one of the uh, catalysts that started this book was I was in Washington, D.C. at CPAC a few years ago, and I was having a meal with Cleta Mitchell. Many people may know she's like a guru on all, all things election. She's well-known in D.C. I don't know how well people know her right now. But um, we were having lunch, and she started asking me questions about my life, and she just kept asking questions. And the more she asked and the more I told her. And then it was fun. We were laughing. I was telling her about my nine lives and the the incredible things that God called me to do. And who would have thought? Um, and that, that's kind of that was fun. And then she tried to get a book publisher for me, and that went bust. And a few more years went by, and a few other people said, "You've got to write." But honestly, Todd, when I started telling my story to my husband, because he started asking me questions, and it's not like he doesn't ask me questions. It's just that. He didn't know half of what I wrote in that book. And he started, He said, I never know any of this stuff. So it was fun to recount it, and it was fun, even though it was a lot of work, to get it on paper. And I was just so honored. And as I look back, I, I just found myself very grateful, honestly, that God should, um, should give me the responsibilities that he's given me through the years. And, uh, and it's a scope that I never dreamed he would, you know, from North Korea to Radio Moscow to um, Berlin, Germany during the Cold War to leading a national public policy organization in Washington, D.C. and being a professional singer and being a drive time radio host in Chicago. And that's enough, right? I mean, that's it's just a, a, a very long list and nothing, nothing by my design. I could never have been so bold or full of myself to ask God for any of that, honestly. Right now, uh, the book, and uh, by the way, folks, the name of the book, God's Velvet Hammer, How an Ordinary Girl Was Called to Do Extraordinary Things. By the way, Sandy, you're number one right now in religious leader biography. So how about that? That's pretty Are awesome. No, I'm wow, wow. Amazon.com. breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is, just so, that is so cool, Todd. And you've helped. I mean, obviously, you've helped me a lot get the word out, and you have a lot of listeners. And Look, I, I want the book, of course, to stand on its own merit, but it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it really fall? So when you write a book, you need people to who really believe in it to talk about it. And honestly, Todd, I'm so amazed at the response. I, I My socks are knocked off. General Boykin, General Jerry Boykin, who I love 
and admire so much, said it was the best best book he's ever read. I I I, I can't even he did. I just read that yesterday. So I'm he's one of my endorsers. I mean we're we're very good friends, but uh, there are just a lot of superlatives that people have offered. I think it's a fun book. I think it's not just serious, and it's certainly not a girly book. It's just a, a you know, it's just a book of God's uh, miraculous um, intervention in my life, and not just personally, but really in the world. Uh, at least, you know, calling me to do make a difference, to fight for what's right, to lay it on the line over and over and over again. And uh, it's been a wild ride, but I, uh, by God's grace, I I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I really wouldn't. Uh, I'd take all those risks again. I would take all those hits again because I knew that God called me to do those things. So, Sandy, when you, when you look back and, and you were writing this and uh, you, going back through your life, um, did you ever imagine, is there, was there a moment in your, in your life when you realized this is what I am called to do? Yes, there have been several. I remember... I think the first time that really hit me profoundly, I always, uh, the things that I describe in the book, honestly, Todd, I'm not overstating. I knew that God was in those things for miraculous reasons, which I talk about. But I think when I uh, went to uh, Washington, D.C. to lead CWA, I had just come back from North Korea after, it was just two weeks after 9-11. So I had, uh, I had a lot of things on my mind about the world and the United States. And I led a, a team of, a, a big team of people, probably an office staff of 45. We had chapters in all 50 states, and I had some wonderful uh, management. We called them managers, but they were like the experts on the issues. And they were qualified. They were, they were degreed and all of that. And I remember being in one of our meetings where we are, you know, arguing a point, trying to make the case for where we're going to stand on a certain issue. And it was my my style to just let them argue. I wanted to hear them. I wanted to know what they thought. That's what helped me come to a conclusion. And then when the the conversation was finished and they all looked at me, and I realized, it hit me, Todd, it hit me. This is my job now. It's not, I am not being bossy. I'm not taking over where I shouldn't. This is what God has called me to do. Make a decision. And I, I did. And um, it, I just realized then this this is a position God has placed me in um, for his purposes. So I try to be a good steward of that job uh, and and on the issues that were facing the United States at that time. I think back to uh, the, the, the days of Phyllis Schlafly when she was starting out, and it was just very difficult for especially women, even in the conservative world, to really uh, to for their voices to be heard. Um, what, was that your experience as well early, in the early days? No. Todd, this is the strangest thing, too. You know, I, I don't, I, uh, I guess I talk about it some in the book, but I, I would say that I've never been, it, I yawn when I hear women's issues, women's rights, women's issues, whatever. And I grew up when feminism was, you know, going uh, you know, very strong, and people, women were complaining, and I just tuned it out because I didn't care. I was interested in what was going on in the world. I was interested in injustice to all kinds of people, regardless of their color, regardless of their gender. And, and ironically, when I ended up uh, doing a drive-time show in Chicago, three hours for Salem, uh, and that's a story in itself, 
it was apparent right away that um, it, I didn't draw women. I did draw women. I also drew men. I drew uh, so many people in the black community. Chicago has a great, you know, South Side and many other places, too. We had great discussions. Hispanic. I mean, every young people, old people. And I do think that's a gift. And that's not uh, something I set out to do. It's just that I've, it's so funny, Todd, that I, um, I was from a conservative church, did not believe in uh, anything but male leadership. And I've got no problem with that. I can, I know people write me letters. That's okay. SandyRios.com. But uh, I just don't, I think it is biblical. I don't have a problem. I'm not fighting that. So here's the irony. When I started on radio in Chicago and our show was very successful, the men's, uh, the men's group at that church asked me to come and be the speaker for their weekend retreat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yes, I did. We laughed. I laughed so hard. I can't believe you asked me to come. But I thought that that showed I wasn't setting breaking barriers. I felt that was a an isolated incident. Uh, um, but I think um, I just think it was funny. I, I think God has called me to kind of break a few barriers, and I did without meaning to. Sandy Rios, uh, folks, the book out yesterday, and it's already the number one new release in religious leader biographies over on Amazon. So get yourself a copy, uh, God's Velvet Hammer, How an Ordinary Girl Was Called to Do Extraordinary Things. Now, Sandy, this does not mean that you're like completely retired and sipping a fruit drink, you know, a cran apple with a little umbrella on it on the beach now, does it? You're, you're not You're not done. <laughs> Oh, well, that actually sounds good right now, Sean. Maybe I should think about that. It now, does, I think, actually. Uh, no, I do a podcast called Sandy Reels 24-7. I did the morning program for American Family Radio for 10 and a half years, <clears throat> very early mornings. And um, I stepped down about a year and a month ago. So this podcast is very much like my morning show. Um, and so, yeah, and that's it's still a lot of work, but I enjoy it. I believe this is what God wants me to do now. Of course, I just wrote this book. I've continued to work for American Family Association as their Director of Governmental Affairs. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking and traveling, and, you know, I'll be at CPAC next week, and I'm going to be leading a panel on the, the, the injustice from the Justice Department. So, there, yeah, there's a lot of things still going on. I, I don't understand it still, Todd. But you know what? As long as I can walk and move and I can think, and there's the key issue. I'm going to just keep um, doing what God asked me to do. So, yes, I'm still working. All right. Well, good stuff, uh, Sandy. We are going to have to leave it there. Congratulations again on the great on the great book. We'll get you back on very soon. Okay, Todd. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Sandy Rios, everybody. God's Velvet Hammer, How an Ordinary Girl Was Called to Do Extraordinary Things. And we have the link on our live show blog, and you can also get it wherever you buy your books. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, um, the ABC affiliate in Montana showing video that shows ambulances standing by at the gate at Maelstrom Air Force Base. Uh, They are in nonstop uh, local coverage. Um, there about whatever it was that happened. Um, but again, um, oh, here we go. We just have an update here. Uh, the Air Force Base have, has now lifted the lockdown. They say a suspicious person was reported on base as an active shooter. 
no confirmed shots, no casualties or injuries, no threat to the public. So there you go. That's it. Glad we were able to resolve all of that. This crazy news cycle. Oh, by the way, MSDNC, you're about to hear some audio from MSDNC. They have been monitoring the big fun, the big Fannie Willis trial, uh, the hearing down in Atlanta. And it's looking like this is all leaning towards Big Fanny getting removed from the case. Let's take a listen. MSDNC. It's, it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fannie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you? Wow. That's MSDNC. She lied. And there are people testifying that she lied about the nature of the relationship and when the relationship started, which apparently goes back many, many, many years. So see you later, Big Fanny. So what does that mean for the case against Trump? I don't look four people already pleaded guilty. How do you think those folks are feeling right now? They should have just stood their ground. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, I'm sure Newsmax will have uh, live reports uh, throughout the day on that. In the meantime, we have a story up on our website, ToddSterns.com. You've got to read this. There is a woman by the name of Fran Itkoff, and she is 90 years old, and she's been a volunteer for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society for 60 years. She actually got involved because her husband, her late husband, had MS. So anyway, uh, the other day, poor Miss Fran, she was um, she she ran afoul of the alphabet activist. This ninety-year-old woman, and she noticed that um, people were listing their preferred pronouns on their emails. And so, as any right-thinking ninety-year-old would ask, she said, "I'm confused. What does this mean?" And she didn't know what it meant. And so anyway, uh, the staff took great offense at that, and she was fired. She was forced to step down from her volunteer position because she violated the National MS Society's um, diversity, equity, and inclusion guidelines. You cannot make this up. We have the story up at ToddStearns.com. I would encourage you to go and check it out. So instead of being... Instead of expressing remorse, contrition, the general counsel for the National MS Society is doubling down and said they expect all volunteers to abide by their inclusion policies. Oh, they also said that people felt unsafe. I, I want to know who those people are. Who are the people who feel unsafe because a 90-year-old got confused that there were pronouns listed on a signature line of an email. I want to meet that person because that person belongs in a mental institution. So here we are, this poor woman, after 60 years of service, poor 90-year-old Fran got canned by some gal who found it necessary to post her preferred pronouns in her email signature line. I, yeah, folks, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. Just something to remember. I'm telling you, these woke people are evil. They're communist.
That's what communism. That's what this is. Communism, I say. All right. Uh, we've got to scoot out of here. Hey, ToddSterns.com, our website. Go read the story for yourself. Uh, by the way, you can also sign up for our free podcast. You're going to get all three hours of the radio show and also our free newsletter. So lots of free stuff. But we also need you to buy my book. It's 25 bucks. That's not a bad deal. You can get that at Amazon. All right, folks, get out there. Have a great one. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.